Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. Today, I am very grateful and honored to be recording this from my home, which is on the traditional, unceded, and ancestral territories of the Tecumlips to Shikwetmik people within Shikwetmikulu. And I'm very thankful that I can live, work, and play on these beautiful lands. The last two weeks of August are always my favorite weeks of summer. First, we celebrate my mom's birthday, and this year she turned 80, so we had an extra special family celebration. And then four days later, I celebrate my birthday. Both of these events usually mean getting together with loved ones, eating really great food, and usually having lots of laughs, which is always a nice way to end summer holiday time. Then I move into fall mode, and for a university professor and career coach, this is the second and probably most important new year that gets celebrated. There's always the anticipation of new classes, new students, there are welcoming events at the university, and from the career perspective, people start to think about what's next for them. Most people don't really feel like job hunting or switching roles in the middle of summer. And they're embracing whatever fun activities they have planned with their friends and family. So they're just not thinking about their career. Employers also tend to post fewer jobs because they know candidates aren't really actively looking. And for them, they don't usually have all their full-time employees in the office all the time because they're on holidays, so it's harder to support the hiring process. But as we roll into September, something shifts for people, and a lot of us decide that this is a time for a change. Or if someone is looking to start their career, this is often when they will kick off most of their activities or decide that they better get serious about it. For me, it's really a time of reflection. In January, I think about my intentions for the year, which I've talked about on this podcast many times. But in September, I start to think about what I've accomplished so far and what I still have left to do. And I really believe that reflection is a critical part of growth and learning. So much so that it's an exercise I've started to incorporate in many of my university classes. I also believe that it's a critical part of finding success in a job search. With each step that you take in your job search, whether it be an application or a networking interaction, there is an opportunity to reflect on what worked, what's important to you now, and what you might need to do differently going forward, especially if you're not getting the results you want. So today, I'm going to talk about why reflection is so important to a job search and how you can start to incorporate this into your strategy today and hopefully get better results. The September New Year is just around the corner, so there's no better time to add reflection into your job search strategy. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Reflection might sound like a simple exercise, and it is, but it's an immensely powerful tool for personal and professional growth. 
And I believe there are five key benefits of reflection that are specific to your, jo to your job search or career development. They are number one, they helps build self-awareness. Number two, reflection can provide clarity to your career goals. Number three, it can help you identify skill gaps. Number four, it can help you refine any processes that you're using for your job search. And number five, it can help contribute to your emotional resilience, which we know is so important when you're involved in a job search. We're going to talk about each one here. The first one, self-awareness. This benefit is really critical throughout your career. Have you ever been at an event or in an interview and you said something that maybe you kind of regretted or you wish you would have said more about a specific topic or asked a specific question during an interview or during a networking event? I think we've all been there. Sometimes this comes from nerves and other times it just comes from a lack of awareness about what we have to offer and how we can best articulate it. One of the most important benefits of reflection is that it allows us to increase our self-awareness. So let's look at the interview as an example just to illustrate this. Let's say you attend an interview and you get asked a question about a difficult interaction you've had with a coworker or a customer or maybe even a client. You give an answer that you think is, is okay, but you notice that the interviewers don't seem super impressed. After you walk out of the interview room, you have one of those hand-to-forehead moments when you realize that you really could have said more about that situation. Does that resonate with you? I know I've been there many times. Now, you have a choice in this moment. Instead of just beating yourself up and wishing you would have said something different or more, this is the perfect moment to use the power of reflection. Sit down, grab a cup of coffee or a tea, and make some notes about that question and what else you could have offered in your answer to illustrate some of your strengths and perhaps even your accomplishments. Reflect on other situations you could have used as examples. And then the next time you have an interview, make sure you practice answering this question with this new level of insight you have. Reflection can really help you zero in on your strengths and weaknesses, and this, of course, is going to help improve your chances of articulating them to a potential employer because it will show them how you fit with a role or an organization. So reflecting on when you wish you would have said something different or something more or asked a different question can help you improve what you offer the next time okay so it can help you kind of hone in on what your strengths and accomplishments are and this is going to make it easier to express how you're a fit in the future so this exercise is going to increase your own self-awareness so when you have those moments don't just say oh my god i'm such an idiot i should have done or said this that or the other thing Stop beating yourself up, look back on what happened in the interaction and reflect on what you could do differently if you had the opportunity to go back. And then next time when you find yourself in your, that situation, 
reach for that new refined way of responding. Now, if you want to learn more about identifying your strengths specifically, make sure you check out episode 69 of the podcast, Know Your Strengths and Empower Your Career Journey. You'll be able to find the link to listen to this episode in the show notes of this episode uh, to make it easy for you. But in that episode, I give you some really practical exercises that you can use to help identify your strengths. And that's going to make it easier to articulate them to a potential employer or when you're networking. Now, the second benefit of reflection is that it offers some clarity of your career goals. Reflection isn't just about looking backward. It's also about kind of projecting forward to what you want. It can help you decide exactly what you really want in your next job or organization. We spend a fair bit of time in the HR Career Accelerator program deciding what elements of a role and work environment are important for us. This helps identify targets for your job search and increases your satisfaction once you do start in a professional role. And of course, we all know if you're happy at work and you're satisfied with what you're doing, you're number one, going to be better at it. But number two, you're also going to stay with that organization or that role longer, and that's going to net you a lot of positive benefits. Sometimes the easiest way to get clarity of what you want is to take an inventory of the last few jobs you've had and ask yourself, what were the best parts of that role or organization? And then what were your least favorite parts of it? Maybe you discover that you wish you had more variety in the tasks you complete and that the routine nature of your current role is boring you to death. Or perhaps your current role is too people-y, which is my new word, <laughs> because you aren't, you're in a front-facing customer service role and you wish you were playing more of a behind-the-scenes role and that fits better with your personality. Reflecting on this can give you some incredible insight into the types of roles you pursue next. Of course, we can all adapt to some aspects of jobs that are less than ideal. Every job has those. I love teaching, but marking is not my favorite thing to do, nor do I think it is the favorite part of any teacher's job. But is it necessary? Absolutely. But it's also not the main part of my job. So I don't let it overwhelm me and I don't consider leaving this role because of grading. But it's just something I have to put up with. But if it was something, let's say I didn't like speaking in front of groups of people, I'm probably not on the right career path. So I might want to reflect on whether or not this is the right profession for me to be in. So I encourage you to take some time, think back on the roles you've had, and make a list of what you loved and disliked about these various roles. Then ask yourself if there's any clues in this information that can help guide you to a more ideal role. If you're pursuing an HR career, one of the beautiful aspects of this profession is that there's so much variety. So if you're an introvert, there are HR roles that are less people-y. <laughs> if you're an extrovert and you love talking in front of groups or persuading people, there are roles that will fit for you as well. But taking the time to recognize that not every role is going to be a perfect fit for you or are going to have aspects that you love is really important to making good decisions going forward. 
Okay, the third benefit of reflection is that it can help you identify skill gaps. Knowing what you don't know is half the battle when it comes to career development and your job search. And reflection can help you identify the skills you need to acquire or sharpen. For example, maybe you want to move into a talent management function within your HR department, but you have no formal experience. Reflecting on your past experiences might help you identify some transferable skills that can help you promote yourself as a viable candidate for a role in that area, or maybe even a stepping stone role that will help lead you to that opportunity. Reflection can also give you more practical information that can help you identify skill gaps. If you were to take some time to reflect on your past performance in various roles or through your education, you might find patterns that indicate you may need some skill development in a specific area. For example, if you take some time to simply reconsider performance feedback you've been given over the years, you might recall some similar messages. For example, early in my career, even before I had my first HR role, I was given some feedback that when things didn't quite go to plan, I could be a little reactive and maybe a little bit emotional in my reaction. At first, I was a little taken aback, but upon some reflection and some further feedback in different roles, I realized there was some truth in this. So I developed some strategies for myself that allowed me to be more skilled in developing a bit of a poker face and a calmer approach when I would find something didn't go right rather than reacting. This has served me immensely over the years. And of course, it's strengthened with age and maturity, but I was really thankful that I took the time to consider the feedback early on in my career. Had I not taken that time to reflect, I might have just brushed it off as, you know, all oh, these people don't know what they're talking about. But as soon as I noticed that there was a little bit of a pattern, I took the time to reflect on what I could do differently. Maybe you've had some feedback about how you handle difficult conversations with coworkers or customers. If that's the case, maybe you need to develop more skills in having difficult conversations. Or maybe there's something more technical like your email writing skills. You could reflect on the responses you get to your emails and recognize that it happens fairly often that people misunderstood what you wrote in an email. Maybe this leads you to taking a professional writing course to bridge that skill gap. Actually, that's something that I think a lot of new grads would benefit from. I know I get lots of emails from people and I don't quite understand what they're asking me for or asking about. So maybe this is something you reflect on. You notice that you are constantly having to explain yourself multiple times. Okay, so use that as feedback and reflect on where you could develop your skills to help address that. If you reflect on feedback or experiences where things didn't go to plan, you will likely find some skill gaps that you can work on that will improve your results. As part of your reflection, you may also find it helpful to ask for feedback from someone who will be honest but constructive, someone that has your best interests at heart. 
getting feedback in conjunction with reflection can be really powerful to growth and development. The fourth benefit of reflection is that it's going to help you refine your processes. If you're actively engaged in a job search or you're looking to level up your career, reflection is a really powerful way to refine the process as you go. Like I said in the introduction, this is very helpful when it comes to the selection process. If you're not getting any calls on your resume or offers after you complete the selection process, it's a really good idea to reflect on what is working and what can be tweaked. Are you being clear with your intentions and goals when you talk to employers? Do you articulate your strengths and weaknesses well? Can you provide clear examples of how you've handled conflict, about your growth, and about your HR knowledge? Reflecting not only on your results, but also the process you're following can lead to changes that make a huge difference. For example, maybe you get lots of interviews, but no second interviews or job offers. Is there something in the way you're presenting yourself that could be adjusted? Or perhaps you take some time to reflect on how you spend your time during your job search and realize that you aren't spending any time making connections, but you're spending most of your time tweaking the words in your cover letter. Could you possibly shift your focus and get better results? I probably would say yes, if that's what the situation is. Now, Give episode eight of this podcast a listen if you are not making a lot of connections and you're actively in a job search. In this episode, I talk about how important it is to make connections. I also talk about how you can do that with very practical suggestions, as well as some guidance on how to conduct informational interviews. Then I want you to reflect on your own actions and process in your job search and see if there are ways that you can improve it. I'm guessing that if you look at how you spend your time in your job search, you will find some ways that you can tweak the process to get better results. Now the fifth and final benefit of reflection for your job search and career is that it builds emotional resilience. I have talked a lot on this podcast about the importance of supporting and managing your emotional state during your job search. And if you're in the trenches right now, you know firsthand that job hunting can be grueling and rejection heavy. Yes, it's all part of the process, but that doesn't mean it's easy to handle and live with. Well, reflecting on each experience can help you build emotional resilience. For example, if you got to the final round of interviews but didn't get the job, instead of looking at that as a failure, reflect on what went right and what you could improve when the next opportunity comes up. Reflection can also help you see that you did everything you could and that you don't have control over who you're competing for that job with. The important thing to remember with reflection is that this is not the time or opportunity to should on yourself or beat yourself up. We can always find things we could have done better. The real point of reflection is to refine what you do next so that you get the results you want in your career. You will always have things to work on. This is part of being a human being. I um, heard on a podcast this morning, uh, the host said, 
we are all wired for growth, meaning that's what we're here for. Even when it's a bit painful, we all want to grow and develop as, as humans and when we're involved in a professional career as professionals. With reflection, you can do this with compassion and grace rather than guilt and punishment, which is going to lead you in the opposite direction of growth. When we're beating up on ourselves or we're feeling guilty or bad, we're not wired for growth. We're in a different frame of mind. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about how important your mindset is. So if you can reflect on what's happening with compassion and grace, that is going to help you build emotional resilience and keep you in the right mindset to improve your results going forward. If you're active in a job search, I really recommend you leave yourself at least 30 minutes a week to reflect on your progress. Don't just reflect on the outcomes either, but also the process and steps you're taking. Celebrate your wins and tweak the things that aren't working along the way. Iterating and adjusting are going to be key to your success and reflecting is going to help you find just that. Success in your career and in your job search. Now, in my upcoming HR Career Accelerator program, we do a lot of guided reflecting. And if you're interested in having some more hands-on specific help with finding your first HR job, make sure you're on the wait list and copy the discount code in the show notes of this episode so you get the fabulous listener discount when registration opens. If you haven't already subscribed to the HR Mentor podcast, what are you waiting for? Click the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening and don't hesitate to leave some feedback with a rating or a comment on social media. I love hearing from you. I really hope you have an amazing September new year, whether you're starting school, looking for a great new job, or sending your little ones out the door for their new school year. Embrace the change and the challenge that comes with all of it. As always, Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye for now.